We might as well do a run. Sure. Uh, sure. I mean, we don't know when they're coming. Soon, they said. Soon. So we might as well do a run through. All right. Do the theme and I'll start <clears throat> rolling. Have you ever thought about how your staff really learns? And how much do they learn from you, really? And how much do they get from each other? Hi, this is Tamara Carlton, the mysterious host. David Allen Greer, the excessively busy executive producer. For how we manage stuff. Well, I think we're ready. So long as we don't have to do it. Well, that's for sure. I'll reset the studio. Rohit, have you ever thought... Really thought about the podcast? Yeah, sure. What was there before software engineering? What? I mean, this podcast is about software engineering. Yeah. And software needs computers to run. Mm -hmm. And computers are pretty new. Mm Mm-hmm. So, before computers, we didn't have software. So, where did software engineering come from? Well, uh, from the first software engineers. Of course. But where did they get it from? Well, they, uh, they invented it. I mean, out of nothing? Really, Rohit, nothing comes out of nothing. Well, that's that's how I learned to program. Really? Yeah, my mom had an old PC, and she let me play with it. Uh, I spent hours just typing commands to see what they would do. And no one taught you anything about it? No. Well, maybe. I mean, there were manuals and stuff, and magazines. Manuals? Books. Wow. Your mom is older than I thought. Remember, we were out on a commune. So you didn't learn it from other people? I mean, there was no one there to help you? Not really. Huh. Huh, what? You learned from a machine. So? I learned from other people. Other people. I mean, when I was a teenager, it was my friends. I learned from my friends. Your posse. Social circle, Rohit. Let's use the right term. The right term. Oh, but you didn't learn to code. No, I did. A bit. A bit. It was the stuff they talked to girls to help us get a job, a thing with a spreadsheet, a macro. It was boring. It wasn't going anywhere. It wasn't. So what did you do? So a group of us would get together and share what we knew. We'd try this and we'd try that. And then someone would have a new idea and we'd try it. Okay, it wasn't okay. that different from how we learned makeup. Wait, you don't use makeup. Oh, Rohit. I'm so sorry. So sorry. You just can't see. Can't see anything, can you? You are going to get caught. Just caught. What you're talking about? Rohit, Rohit, Rohit. There is no such thing as natural beauty. No such thing. Oh, spiritually. Yes, of course. But we're not talking about that. We aren't. Someday you are going to find yourself strangely attracted to some woman and you will have no idea, no idea at all that she pulled herself out of bed at four in the morning and downed a cup of instant coffee, instant coffee, just to look like that. But, but I don't, what does this have to, okay, what does this have to do with software engineering? Throw hit. Women learn about makeup in groups. What do you think slumber parties are for? They uh, are the most uh, important educational experience that an 11-year-old can ever have. You get together, someone has an idea, you try it. Everyone looks at you, and if no one says a word, you know that it looks really stupid. Really stupid on you. But are there people at like the makeup firms that, Cosmetic know, that invent companies, this stuff please, and decide it. what's good and what is not? Of course. Yeah, well, of course. They have these big training centers for like department store clerks, and then the clerks are supposed to train like, you. But don't they like train you to use this not stuff? Not like your friends do. Not at all. The clerks will always tell you that you look good. Really good. If you want to know when you look stupid, you need some friends. What does this have to do with software engineering? I was wondering if that was the way that the early software engineers learned. Yeah, without the makeup, uh, the cosmetic representatives. Right. Good morning, children. Uh, Hey, Sully. Opportunity lies at your feet, my darlings. You get to do the interview today. David is not 
really? Busy executive producing. Katya has offered to help. She's given us some questions you can ask. Katie, uh, Katerina Kuksenek? She's the new in-house expert on software development. She's from Berlin. So we have a Berlin office now? I guess. She joined at the start of the year. Just follow the script, boys and girls. It's not hard. English is your native tongue. I'll produce. Uh, well, uh, but wait. Uh... Here we go. <laughs> Sounds good. Are you ready for your global date? Yeah. yeah. So we begin. How does your staff learn to program? Well, they learn more from you. Or more from each other. Hi, this is Anna, the coordinator of education and pedagogy. And I'm Rohit, and I think I'm in charge of IT. With an episode entitled, Who is Your Uh-oh. Teacher? Uh-oh. What's the matter, Rohit? Well, uh, the script is written for David and Tamara and doesn't make any sense for us. No problem. No problem at all. I'll adjust while you announce our expert. Uh, well, uh... Podcast, we have an uh, expert, uh, yeah, Katerina Cook, um, Cook and uh, she's from Berlin. Yes. Uh, yes, well, that's where she lives, uh, but she has a doctorate in computer science from the University of Washington in Seattle, and she's going to be teaching us about how people learn to code because she's an expert in it, a real expert. So we just need to start talking with her. Katerina, are you there? Can you hear us in oh, Berlin? Am I supposed to say like hi or something? <laughs> Hi there. <laughs> it actually works. You thought it might not work? Well, last time we got cut off when we talked with Jamila in India. But this is Katerina in Berlin, not Jamila in India. <clears throat> Katie, are you there? Yes. Katerina, uh, well, 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 what can you uh, tell us about Berlin? Don't get nervous, Rohit. Ask a direct question. <clears throat> so, you live in Berlin, Katie? Yeah, but I'm pretty new here. Uh, I was actually born in Ukraine, but I moved with my family to Pittsburgh and then to Ohio and then finally to Seattle. So going to Berlin was actually my first migration back to the East. Katie, I may call you Katie, right? Okay. You have joined the podcast because you're an expert in how people learn to program. In the last couple of years, I've conducted interviews and observations with scientists who were teaching themselves or each other how to code. Wait, so what were they doing? Were they you know, modeling or reducing data? Or so they were it? learning coding skills to solve a huge variety of problems. I think that one of the things that Rohit was asking, and I myself am interested in the answer as well, I am, is these scientists were not expert programmers, were they? Not experts is kind of an interesting term. So scientific coders in particular do have a lot of expertise, but it's not really in the form of a shared formal background like what you would expect from software engineers. So are these people, are they learning to code only to support other work? I mean, are they interested or excited about learning to code? I mean, wouldn't that be a problem? Rohit, just remember that everyone doesn't love technology the way you do. They don't. They may be enthusiastic in their own way, their own way. And the biggest problem is not a lack of enthusiasm. There is a lot of enthusiasm and a lot of time that people spend into gaining these new skills. But the real problem is that there's a lack of overview or imagination of what's even possible. Imagination. That's what she said, Rohit. Imagination. That's what she said. But software development is about tools and and disciplines and all that stuff. Remember that to write code, you don't just need a set of particular tools, but you need a different way of thinking. And this takes time to develop. And so most of the actual skill development happens through feedback from colleagues and self-paced learning. Slumber party. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's not. There are standards. You have to deliver working code. It's not just a slumber party where you just you make up each other's faces. You're gaining new ideas. You're learning about tools. So once you learn something like relational databases, for example, it changes how you think. 
but it's hard to appreciate before you learn how or whether this change is even beneficial. Oh, that's Keep not it. Up it. I don't know. It's not just about the technology, is it, Keith? And don't forget the technology's change and the fads around what is considered the best thing to learn change. So the actual content of what is taught is dependent on a lot of social factors it that change is. over time. It is. So it really is like learning about makeup at a slumber party. <laughs> so who? <laughs> uh, that was David's just line. Just because so David was, was going to say it doesn't mean that it is supposed to be yours, Rohit. Uh, Questions have no gender. They don't. So who is responsible for making sure that the work is good? They can't just make it up. So then the responsibility lies on the professional community to make sure that the computational methods are appropriate and thorough and are producible. Right, 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 because you studied scientists and engineers. No, Rohit, she just studied scientists, not engineers. So do your conclusions apply to other people as well, like, uh, you know, people in business? I would think so. I would. So I studied scientists, but there are lots of non-professional developers learning skills in these kinds of informal ways. So maybe similar community processes can play a role in those tick cases, tock, too. Tick tock, tick tock, little ones. Time to bring the podcast to a close and get yourself Katie, we have bed. to go. We'll continue this discussion on our next podcast. Our next podcast. Yeah. If they let us do it again. That would be great. And we're rolling the final credits. Give us the lesson and close it down. And so we learned from Katie that it is possible, really possible, to teach yourself to code. Or that you can learn from your peers. So this is Anna, the head articulator of research. And uh, Rohit. For how we manage stuff. Take care. Girls, the lights dim, the curtain closes. And the audience leaps to its feet, and you take your bow in graceful acknowledgement. You went on stage as a member of the chorus, and you came back a star. If you wish to support these promising young people, give a thought to subscribing to How We Manage Stuff through iTunes or Facebook or our website, HowWeManageStuff.com, or LinkedIn or Google Play or wherever fine podcasts are sold. This is episode 17125, and it's copyright 2017 by Jaggy LLC, all rights reserved.